Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of The Juice. I am your host, Samuel J. Wiener Schnitzel. We have a very special guest today by the name of Wyatt Inorado. Wyatt and I went to school together from elementary through high school, so we've known each other for some time. And I must say, he's a hell of a guy. For as long as I've known him, the one thing that has remained the biggest constant, he is the nicest, most personable guy, so genuine and fun to be around. Wyatt is joining us today to talk about a physical transformation he went through. He was at one point up to 300 pounds, then dropped a considerable amount of weight, and then got shredded. We are going to talk about his transformation, new lifestyle, and so much more. So let's get into it. A new episode of The Juice. Well, welcome, my friend. Thank you, Sam. It's good to be here. Dude, it's so awesome to have you on. I'm so psyched that we're, I'm doing my first uh, virtual one. This is this, the first virtual? This is the first one. Right here? All right. Yeah, you're the lab it. rat. Hell yeah. Love it. Fuck yeah, man. I'm yeah, so, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a little bit of iced coffee right here. Iced coffee. That sounds nice. I'm drinking Bud Light seltzer. There you go, man. Yeah. You got the lemon lime right there. It's my Monday off. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Hell yeah, why not? That's it. Kind of put the booze behind me after a while and just like working out and then like trying to go to the gym, hung up. Like, you know, I would miss days because I was just like groggy and mm-hmm. wasn't really feeling it and stuff. So I just decided to like totally toss it. And it's been a game changer, dude. I was, that was just a big partier. And like, you know, it's, yeah. with the way like that I'm going now, I mean, I spent hours in the gym. I've, I've like dedicated myself to it and mm-hmm. really one or the other when it comes to that for me at least but you know i remember like i I had my share of party in college but it was i don't know i i I realized so quickly when your body doesn't want to do that anymore and so like i'm 25 anybody would say oh you're so young but going out for the (laughs) sake of getting fucked up Yes. It just doesn't have the appeal anymore. No, dude, it's insane. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, 1920, I'd wake up and be like, let's go, you yeah. know, <laughs> rally and get it like 25. I'm like on an ICU machine, like saline drip. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I have I have th- I have three drinks now and I'm like, oh, well, let's see what time is it? Because I'm going to have to drive home. So yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just not the same. And yeah, right. I, I don't have any interest in. uh in, in just kind of, I feel like I'm wasting my morning if I'm not up early Yeah, because I just, I personally like, I, I like to work out as you know, as well. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm just, I'm not an evening person to do it. I don't like <laughs> the, I don't like the crowd that's there in terms oh of the, the amount and the type of people that show up. Yes. Um, and I also, I just, it's something that I love. So I want to start my day doing it. So I'll go before work, um, uh, and just try to try to get it in that way. I can't do that if I'm just shit faced the night before. Dude, exactly. And, you know, see, that was the thing. So I was a bartender for a good four, four and a half, five years. And uh, so I live in Haley, Idaho, Sun Valley. It's a ski resort town and it's, it's small, you know, and it's, and it's homey and it's super busy during ski season and it's busy during the spring or, or during the summer, but we have what you call uh, slack season. So, you know, spring and fall when the mountain's not open, it's just a ghost town in here. And okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So there's no money in the restaurant <laughs> industry. You make all your money, you know, for the, for the six months that you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it's just kind of, you know, grin and bear it and, and hang on. So I was just like with coronavirus and all that, we were actually number one in the nation for, um, I forget by capita or whatever. 
like, cause we're just so, you know, small, uh, nobody comes here anymore. So I was mm. like time to get out of the restaurant industry, but it was nice. Cause you know, I'd wake up at noon, I'd be able to go to the gym at like, you know, one, two, and then go into shift at four and it was perfect. And so I've been laying tile now working like a seven to four and dude, I'm telling you going to the gym at five o'clock. It's like, all these high school kids and wife beaters. I saw one kid shotgun a truly in the locker room. I'm oh like, no. Doing, dude? Walking around, you just hear the high fives and the bros. And it's just like, there's dude, nothing I, to be gained from a truly, let alone chugging one. There's no, there's no, there's no anything. It's not like it's good calories. It's not like it's cool. <laughs> it's not like it's testosterone. It's not like it's energy. What are you doing? Right. I mean, you know, one thing, if you're going to shock in a four loco and get yourself all jacked up, that's one thing, you know, like maybe I can get behind, but it truly, it's just like, yeah, dude, it, it was crazy. I was like, dude, I totally found it. Truly <laughs> oh, you should shotgun it, bro. I'm like, oh my God, get me the fuck out of here. I, I don't even like them because of, they taste good. I don't even like them because of the hype, but like, I'd be more okay to see you like shotgun a bang energy drink before right? you yeah and dude. like i don't know why i can't wrap my head around if there's more logic to either like you brought it into the locker room versus you don't want to just shotgun that in your car yeah right <laughs> <laughs> like a normal adult yeah. <laughs> like a normal 25 year old once every yeah, blue moon on, yeah Seriously. oh god that's so no that's so true though and i noticed that even when i was in, in high school doing the or not as much as high school, but like when I'd come home from break, uh, when I was in school in college and I'd go to sure. the, I'd go to the local gym, the amount of high schoolers who I would see who just stand in groups and just like talk to each other. While, that, oh, while, dude, why are you doing one set at a time? Like all of you. Here's curling this far away from the dumbbell rack. I can't even get in, you know, it's yeah. like, Oh my God. Yeah. So I try to do the before work thing. And it's like, I mean, waking up at five, like I could do it like Monday, Tuesday and then Wednesday I wake up and I'm like, fuck, I'll just go after work. And it's just, I can't keep up with it. So I just kind of grin and bear it and go at five. And yeah. I definitely just, feel that it's, um, excuse me. It's, it's a habit I really wanted to get in. And I'm really glad that I did. Um, cause even on days that I don't go, I still wake up better because I'm typically getting up at that time. Sure. And, um, like, like on weekends, I notice I'll, I'll try, if I don't have to work or if the, the group I work out with on the weekends, if they're not meeting up, if I get to sleep in, I'm still physically awake like by eight o'clock. Yeah. If, yep. if not sooner. And it's, and I'm like, man, I guess I can't sleep in anymore, but I'm not even mad about it. Cause it's like, well, yeah. I knew what I wanted to do today. I'll just start it now. Exactly. dude. Yeah. Yep. And see, it's, it's funny. Cause yeah, once you're on that schedule for so long, your mm -hmm. body's just used to it. And, and that's how I usually do it. But my boss, he ended up, so it's just, like I said, I, I lay a tie on it's just me and him. He's a, small subcontractor, but him and his family are in Montana this weekend. So I had off uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and today. And dude, yesterday I slept. Well, granted, I was up until 530 in the morning and rewatching Breaking Bad just, you know, for shits and giggles. I'm watching the, through that the first time for the first time right now. First time? I'm, on I'm on season two. No way. Yeah. Oh, I love that was like probably the third time I've seen it all the way through. Dude, I just I love that type of show and I'm watching it and I'm like, I get why it's popular. I can't believe it took you this long to. It was one I just it. never sat down because it was one that I wanted to focus on. I just was a lazy shit, and I just never. Sit. Now it's just if I have free time, I'll just get an episode or in yeah, episode or two in there. Yeah, <laughs> so it's I was so up good until yeah five thirty. I woke up. <laughs> um, so this was 
Saturday. I woke up yesterday at two 30 in the afternoon. And I was just like, wow, dude, like I am such a piece of shit right now. <laughs> that's, was, the, that's the feeling that you get now. I was like, dude, everything is out the window. Like, you know, right. just but like when you were 21, if you woke up at two 30, you're like, Oh, I must've had a good day yesterday. Yeah. yeah. No, it was great for sure. I'm like, yeah, call the buddy. Yeah, let's do it again, man. Start mm-hmm. drinking in three hours. <laughs> oh God. Even the thought of some of the stuff we used to do just like makes me hurt. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, I remember, so we were playing, you know, Edward 40 hands is. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So I played it a few times. Dude, I remember it was the last party, my freshman year of college in Boston. And we're, we're in Alston, which is right outside the city. And so my buddy had this apartment that was like the basement floor of this house. So it's like, you know, like older places have like those concrete basement stairs that go down. So I was playing Edward 40 hands, pissed drunk. And I took a spill down these stairs and I'm just like, you know, everything was just kind of like slow-mo and I'm like, have these <laughs> glass 40 ounces taped yeah. to my hand. And of course I just put my hands out and one of them oh, shattered no. and I ended up like, yeah, scar right there, there, and right here. I had to go get like 14 stitches the next day. And I was like, well, maybe it's time to put that one in the memory bank and, you know, Damn. not play it with 40 hands I'm anymore. lucky. I never really, I don't know if I ever really got hurt drinking. The only time I ever really saw... Or no, I wasn't there, but the most glass-breaking story I know was my freshman year. I just didn't feel like going out this one night, so I stayed home. But a bunch of my friends went to this house party, and somebody said something to the wrong person. And so a buddy of mine gets pushed by the house owner. He, or Oh, no, no, no. House owner came chasing after him because he was messing around with our friends. They just kind of pushed him. He goes through their living room window outside shatters their window so the kid who owns the house is like coming to get him to kick his ass he doesn't have his phone on him they just tell him to get out of there so he books it like four blocks till he hits town because it was like in a little suburb area Uh and he hitchhikes a car like a minivan full of black women who they they first they're like okay you could we'll give you a ride home but we have to pat you down for weapons first now i mean yeah come on so they full check him and then he rode back to our dorm in a baby seat, <laughs> in, a, in a car seat. Yeah, leave it to a car full of black women, the sweetest people. <laughs> Dude, he comes back. He's talking about how he went through a window. He had like a scar, like a cut the size of the one in your hand. Like it, yeah. it was real. He was fine. But I'm like, where the fuck did you guys go that this happened? Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that's nutty. <laughs> but man, so the last time I saw you, it's been a minute. Last time Dude, I saw you oh, was, uh, I think it was when you were still working at Wildflowers back home. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I did Boston for a little while. I was going for psychology or just, I don't know. I kind of had like a mid, you know, like half year panic attack. And I was like, damn, like, I had that my first semester in October. Apparently it's like yeah. clockwork for everybody. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, I, I don't know if I could do this, you know? And it's just, I can't. I can't see myself sitting behind a desk. Really, yeah. I like to, you know, I like to move around and talk yeah. and all that stuff. But yeah, so I was at Wildflowers for a while. And, so so uh, that was after school? That was after school. Okay, so yeah. you went to Boston straight out of high school? Yes. Okay. Yep. 2013, moved up there. I was there for four semesters, so two years. Okay. Took one off in the middle. Uh, so over the span of like two and a half years. But yeah, I was just like, Wow. Um, three credits shy of getting my associates in psychology. So I might just do something online just to get that under my belt, you know, cause there's absolutely zero reason 
not to finish that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So wildflowers hung out there for a while. I was probably home for about six months, still just stuck in a rut doing the same thing, you know, living with my parents and, and, uh, yeah, my cousin called me and was just like, Hey man, I'm getting a place in Idaho. So here I am five years later, you Fuck know? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. So you got, so you got the associates then? No, still okay. have to do. Gotcha. Guy. So actually, I told you I have a meeting at uh four today. So oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's my cousin's girlfriend who's been a great friend of mine. She is a phenomenal lawyer. She's going to Georgetown Law right now to finish everything up, and she's going to give me the rundown on how to get started for law school. Really? So, yeah. Right you know, on, that, man. Yeah, I'm just kind of tired of, you know, making $25 an hour and just on the hourly. I think being in, like being a lawyer would be insane because half of it's all the memorization. I took a business law class in college and the professor said he, you know, saw potential in me and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But dude, just kind of being like a wheeler and dealer, I'm good with, you know, good with people, good with my words. And I just, I think I could make it a promising profession. It'd be a lot of fun it be a long, you know, long road, but it's a road. Yeah. Got to start somewhere. So <clears throat> I have a feeling she's going to tell me, obviously to start with the LSAT mm-hmm. and all yep. that. And I got a couple of buddies who finished that a couple of weeks ago or a couple well, months ago at this point. What'd they think of it? It's kind of just like, like, like almost like an ethics kind of thing, isn't it? Like yeah, they, they, t- they just said that it was, um, that, that it was, it was expectedly tough, but they just studied their ass off. Like, like, st- like studying, like studying up to that was their life for a couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And yeah. I, I hear a lot of them when they first start, they're like, oh man, like I fucking hate it. But they're like glad that they still did it. They're glad that they got it. And that's now what they're doing. Yeah. Well, it's just, I mean, I'm sure that feeling of accomplishment is yeah, great. Absolutely. Just getting it under your belt. And- Any type of law in particular that you're interested in? Not right now. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to feel it out. Um, I haven't been doing as much research as I can, but I've been thinking about this for a few weeks and I'm not too sure right now. Um, but you know, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. It's, Oh God, that that's one of those fields where like, so I work in finance right now and it's one of those fields where there are just exponentially so many directions you can go in that you had no idea existed. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Dude. So, so that's going to be exciting. Yeah. I don't know how and when I probably would not want to do my bar test out here in Idaho. So I'm thinking mm. about moving to Salt Lake city. A uh, good friend okay. of mine is yeah, looking to buy a house. So me and him have been kind of back and forth. I'm not really in a position right now where I could throw down a down payment. So yeah. we're going to see, maybe take out a loan. I just bought a car. So that kind of set me back a little bit. But is, that the, is that the purple Jeep I'm seeing? That's the purple that's the Jeep. One? <laughs> yeah. It's so funny, dude. All my guy friends are like, dude, this is, you know, this is so gay, blah, blah, blah. Like, this is the ugliest douche mobile I've ever seen. But then on the other hand, every chick, you know, is breaking their neck looking at it. (laughs) (laughs) So it's working. Dude, I went to K-State, so I love that it's purple in the first place. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. But also, also, fuck you, though. It's not your car. You don't have to drive it. Fuck it, dude. Yeah. I love it, man. So I was, I was obsessed with the new Bronco for a long time. And after doing a lot of research there, you know, people are speculating that they're going to depreciate mm. so insanely, dra- like so drastically in the next three years that you'll be able to get pretty much a brand new one, you know, a 2020 off the lot for 
half of what it's worth now. So the Jeeps are reliable. It does everything that a Bronco does. I can rip the roof off doors and it's, you know, I could utilize it out here where every left turn just goes out into the middle of nowhere. Into a camp. <laughs> so it'll be fun getting it out there, getting it dirty. Dude, I, I would want a Jeep just purely for the sake of the customization. Yeah. It's so dude, sick oh, to see what wait. some people do to theirs. It's pretty yeah. fun. Yeah. So I got mine leveled. Well, it came leveled with 35s on it. So it's like, it, it looks aggressive, Jeez. but uh, it's got some big old tires on there. It's, it's on 20 inch wheels right now, which I'm not the biggest fan of. They're not the greatest for going off road and stuff. So I'll mm-hmm. probably switch those out, especially considering the tires for that wheel size are like $460 a piece. So, there you go. Pretty penny. Yeah. yeah. It's going to crack me upside the head. When I need <laughs> so I'm going to switch all that around, but I think those, I think those gladiators look pretty gnarly. So I hated them at first. I was like, this yeah. is the stupidest thing I've ever I've seen. I've heard a lot of people hated them. Dude, and now I see one on the road. Like, they look pretty tough. The and they're pretty sick. Yeah. yeah. I like them a lot. And I've seen some sweet custom ones. And yeah, they're they're badass. I Honestly, like I, th- I think they just look like the uh, the old school Land Rovers just with a truck bed. Yeah. No, dude, yeah. exactly. I think that's why they look tough. Seriously. See, I have a buddy. Uh, his name's Benny. He runs like a custom shop. Uh, right oh, down sick. the street, and he has like five or six super old school defenders on the lot that he totally just revamped, you know, reupholstered and all that. And they look sick. But Wait, his name is Benny? Yeah. Dude, that's sick. The custom auto shop in GTA is Benny's Auto Shop. Is it really? So yeah. This is how <laughs> that one is too? Oh, dude, I, I got it. Might be. That's so funny, though. Yeah, that's insane. So I know that you got, uh, other stuff going on today. So I want to jump right in with you. Um, yeah. So I think it was actually through like an Instagram suggested people. I think, I think you just like, that's how you came up. So I'm like, Oh, I haven't seen this dude in a while. So let me look at his. And then I saw your transformation, which Mm -hmm. was crazy. Yeah, dude. So at what point, like when did that all start? At what point did the weight become a thing? What brought on the want, the desire to change it? Yeah. So, it was 2000, 2017. Um, <clears throat> to make a very long story short, me and my roommate we went out to Denver, Colorado for I don't know if you know who the Disco Biscuits are, but they're I think I've actually heard the name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're like an electronic jam band. They're um, I love them. Me and all my buddies we always travel around and go see them. So we went to Denver, got myself into a little bit of trouble, and that was kind of like my smack in the face and. Did, you know, so it wasn't until maybe a year after that where I was just like, I hadn't been drinking, hadn't mm-hmm. been smoking weed, any of that. So like, so I, at that time I was around 300, like 297, I think was my heaviest weigh in ever. I mean, big old titties. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was disgusting. And, uh, so it was just, I got a job working as a line cook at this restaurant and my friend who was the head chef, who's currently, he's the Kansas City fan was he was always big into working out and he was like dude if you're just you know standing around here sober not drinking not doing anything take an hour out of your day like start working out and I was just kind of like yeah whatever dude just kind of putting them off fuck you like yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. One so he came in and he had a hundred dollar bill he was like look he slapped it on the table. He's like, I'm going to give you this $100 bill if you can start and finish P90X. Do you know what that is? Yeah. 
do you know yeah okay yeah so it's just this insane, yes insane workout program he's like hundred bucks and you can start and finish it and i was like all right dude whatever i'm up for the challenge and, yeah and i did it the first week was agony but i just like dude i kept up with it kept up with it and i finished it and i was i mean i was i probably got down to 185 pounds from around 240 and this was just literally eating rice chicken, broccoli, really focusing on my diet and all of that stuff. And I mean, I was absolutely shredded, but I looked too skinny at the time, you know, being six, four on a good day. So so that was, so at this point you were that other half of the side by side where you were just like skin and bone at that point. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. So that was when I was just like, all right, well now it's time to put on some more weight the healthy way. And so I did another program uh, through the same. So P90X is through Beachbody.com. Okay. If you've heard of it yeah, so yeah, I've heard their name. They have this website, Beachbody On Demand, and it's like, you know, you pay a hundred bucks for the year. And it's essentially Amazon for workout videos. I actually highly oh. recommend that for anybody who's trying to get started. It's insane. And they have everything from, you know, zero experience to cardio expert and all mm. this. And they're just like, you know, some of them are... 21 day challenges. Some of them are three months. <laughs> They're all over the place. And then, uh, it's great. So I did this one called body beast and it's the only weightlifting one that they have on there. So okay. I was just, yeah, started out working at home. I got a set of adjustable dumbbells. A buddy of mine gave me some plates and a barbell and it's just like, yeah, you turn it on, you follow it and it works you through like a split and comes with a catalog, tells you what to eat and all that stuff. And so yeah, I just started lifting and eating and I got addicted to it, man. And obsessed. Like once you start seeing your body change like that, you know, it's, it's wild. And I've tried working out before when I was really heavy and all that stuff. And I had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So I would go to the gym and arbitrarily stomp around oh, do some, <laughs> some of that, yeah, you yeah. know, I do kind of a little bit of everything, wake up the next day feeling like I got hit by a bus and, I'm like, oh, well, I'm not going to go today. And it was just so unorganized Mm -hmm. and thrown together. And I'd give up after a month. And I've probably tried that three or four times. But having like a schedule to stick to. And once you get into that routine, I mean, it's it's a game changer. And and yeah, that's just that's my lifestyle now. And I love it. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because you answered a question I was going to ask. And then you answered it with what's always been my answer was... Because I was going to ask, like, what gets you to stick with it? And for me, it was it's the same thing. As soon as you see results, it becomes an addiction. Yeah. And, and I've always it, had an interest for it. So it's just like, but I, I've always been smaller. Like, I, I did it to stay in shape, really, when I was in sure. high school. And then in college, I was just, I was always trying to get bigger. But, like, at least I stayed active with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it was some sort of body high I've always enjoyed. And Dude, it was... I mean, like, like, so when I started this show, I researched how to do it to like to no end and then finally did oh it. God. YouTube videos. Yeah. Sorts. Yeah. And yep. I think for when it came to exercise and lifting, that was just something that was always inherently a passion that I just had to always have my hands in it. But I would just learn yep. as I go, because I think mm-hmm. the biggest thing that goes into it is um, it's not just your dedication, but it's also your patience because you oh, can see not. a video not- of, you know, oh, I can do that. Oh, here's a new exercise to try. But you still got to remember what your limits are weight wise or oh, yeah. how long or, you're going for. And then you have these IB, IFBB pros that are 300 pounds. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, you want to get like me? We'll do this. And it's like, all right. Yeah. For 
12 years, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it really is the patient student. And one thing that I'm still, I mean, I've been lifting for this April will be two years. Okay. Uh, exactly. So I'm still just under the two year mark, but dude, the, the, the diet is the hardest part. You know, anybody sure. can go into the gym and lift weights until they, you know, can't even lift a pencil yeah, yeah. or their car. But if you're not, you know, fueling your body, properly so like that's for a long time when i lifted i would just go and i was still like in the p90x kind of mindset where i was like all right i don't want to eat as much i want to stay lean i want to keep my six pack and all that stuff um but it's i mean dude you need to shovel food down like i probably eat seven or eight times a day close to 4500 calories and and that's the real challenge i think is Mm just forcing all that food down, you know? I agree because I, uh, I work, I, I at least aim to work out at least three, four, hopefully five, five days a week. Um, <laughs> and so I know that I'm putting the work in there, but I, I'm definitely, and so like, especially in the winter months, I've been eating a little bit more and I'm okay with that because I'm trying yeah. to gain mass anyway. But um, yeah, when, when you really think about how much you have to eat, it's a lot. Um, oh, yeah. And then it's like, like for me with my job, it's just, I, I'm typically engaged with people. So I don't even have opportunities in the day to eat as much as I would be needing to. Cause exactly. I've heard some dudes, because I think it was on one of your posts. I saw some of your caloric intake ones. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. So yeah, it's why. And like recently I've been, so I've got a, a whole thing of like PB2 powdered peanut butter. Oh yeah. yeah. I love that stuff. So I, yeah. So if I make a protein shake, I've been all about this like banana cream protein. And when I throw the, the peanut butter, it's like peanut butter banana. And it's awesome. That adds like a good, you know, 300 calories. So. Oh probably, yeah. Yeah. I usually make like a big one of those. Cause I'm out on the job site all day, you mm-hmm. know, and I don't have time to, to go out and eat. So I'll make a shake or two, keep it in my car, you know. Oh, that's smart. Out. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Just to keep the calories, keep my body. You know. Yeah. And that was one thing that I researched a lot too was um because because for a while, especially like in high school and early college, I just didn't really use supplements. I just didn't want them, didn't think I needed them. Like I'll just do this naturally. Uh, but then I discovered some stuff that I do like. Um mm-hmm. and then so I just did research, like, all right, what are the ones I should be using? What have the right levels of what? Yeah. Um, I found this brand Pro Gym. Um, and this, it's like a protein isolate. So it's just like the purest forms of the protein powders and this Mm -hmm. flavor Tahitian vanilla bean. It doesn't matter what I throw in the smoothie. When I throw that in there, it just tastes like vanilla ice cream and it's amazing. That sounds fire. It's amazing. I love it. It just amplifies everything. That's funny. So I was actually the complete opposite. How you were saying like, Oh, the supplements, I don't need them. I was like, I was just that kid that was like, Oh, (laughs) 10 times more muscle growth. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> what a cheap price to pay. And I had, I mean, my cabinet shelf was insane with, you know, muscle builders, yeah, yeah. And literally everything. And then it like, you know, after I wised up after a year or so, I was like, this is all such bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't need this. So yeah, I take my multivitamins, my fish oil, um, <clears throat> creatine, and that's, pretty much it. You know, yeah, I, I found what works for me. I know that a lot of brands that try to push like stacks and stuff. So I made what I think is my stack. I just, I take pre-workout before I work out and then I come mm-hmm. home, I'll have uh, just with water, I'll have a little bit of creatine and BCAs and then I'll make a shake for breakfast and I'm good. Yeah. That's it, man. Yeah. 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 So, yeah just, there's so much that yeah. goes into it that you just don't need. 
Yeah. And that's, I, I mean, I have a huge breakfast. Dude. I'll usually have a shake as soon as I wake up. Then once I start moving, I'll do like a half a carton of egg whites, like a toasted whole wheat English muffin with some peanut butter, a bowl of oatmeal with some almonds, a little honey on it, and some yogurt. Like, wow. I mean, it's a shit ton of food, but <laughs> so basically, if I come stay with you, I'm getting a continental breakfast. One hundred percent. Yep, cooked, ready to go. Oh, that's so great. But uh, yeah, dude, one snack. Uh, do you remember Jared Parker? Yeah, sure. High school, so he's he's one of my best friends, and uh, one snack that he showed me is like one of my favorites now, and it's so it's this yogurt called Oikos. And oh, it's I've, got I've like, seen that brand, yeah. Yeah, zero added sugar, zero whatever, 15 grams of protein. So I'll do like a vanilla cup of that and then like a big scoop of Justin's maple almond butter. And I don't know what it is. The textures just like really go together because the almond butter almond butter is a little gritty. But, oh, dude, it's awesome. Like high protein, high calories. One thing that I tried um, that I found some fitness guy on Instagram, he he showed me that was was super weird at first, but is delicious is he'll make, you know, like chicken and veggies and rice, uh, for dinner. Um, he sometimes does it. Are are you a, are you a pre-work? Do you eat before you work out or after? You know, so I've actually been experimenting with this a lot. Mm. And so if I do cardio, like Wednesdays, I'll do like Stairmaster row machine, just kind of get a sweat on. I don't eat before cardio, just kind of do like a fasted kind of thing. But if I, yeah, if I go lift, I'll either slam a protein shake or I'll eat like a small bowl of oatmeal Okay, or just something like give me that energy to, especially if I'm lifting heavy. Like today I went in, I was benching. <clears throat> so I did a toasted English muffin with like a little bit of peanut butter on it. And I don't that know if it's good. just, you know, mind over matter or what, but I feel that I do get a little more energy. I, th- I, I typically just drink my, you know, pre-workout water and go. Sometimes I'll have like, in, in terms of total food, like half a banana, half a granola bar or something. I typically like to work out on an empty stomach. Um, I just, the, 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 anyway, the meals that this guy eats before he works out are huge, but uh, <laughs> he'll make a uh, baked sweet potato and then he'll cut the sweet potato open and just smother the inside with peanut butter. And it's huh. just, it's protein, it's good fats, good carbs. Yeah. And it's, it's delicious. You wouldn't Dude, think yeah. putting like peanut butter on a potato, but it's awesome. Oh yeah. Oh, see, I was, I was a big sweet potato guy for a long time. Yeah, I would definitely. Just kind of, once they got a little bit of soft when I'm baking them, I'd kind of give them a smash and sprinkle a little brown sugar in them. Mm. Just like, you know, a little yeah, sweet. Yeah, used to make this like yam marshmallow brown sugar thing for uh, Thanksgiving and it was awesome. So yeah, yeah I've always had a, a, taste for sweet potatoes i think the fitness is uh i mean just thinking about it now it's probably a reason why i do enjoy cooking because especially when i when i first lived alone in college that's when it really when when the diet portion really became an aspect because now it's like it's just me here i have total control of my food intake and that's when i got really serious about eating healthy making sure meals are colorful i'm getting my protein i'm getting my carbs all the Mm -hmm. right kind of stuff Um, yeah and I don't know, it was just, it was once I really had control of it. And then once that became habit, I didn't mind doing it. It became easier. And now I just, I enjoy eating healthy because I, I get the benefit of that. I know it's good for me, but I've also mm-hmm. just built myself up to, I like eating that. So now it yeah. feels, so now it feels normal. And if I, oh, eat, yeah. and if I eat something crappy, I'll know I ate something crappy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I, was, I think it was a few weeks ago. I was driving past McDonald's and I like <laughs> just, just glanced over and I like totally double took 
and sure as shit, the McRib is back. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I've waited 10 years for this moment. So I was like, dude, fuck it. I'm going in. And I had a McRib and, you know, some some fries and dude i just felt i like felt it like secreting from my yeah. pore that day you know what i mean and yeah it's crazy it's, well because it's, it's, it's interesting what you said about um like drinking and stuff so do you not drink much anymore no yeah see i i, I didn't stop drinking i do know that it's empty calories um there are mm-hmm. some times where i'll stick to like a lighter liquor versus beer or something but yeah. i'm at the point where it's like i don't need to just be drinking to see how many I can put down. It's like, I'm, yeah. I drink because I still enjoy the occasional, you know, flavor and taste of it. I like the occasional drink, but yeah. it's like, if, if it, I mean, all I drink now, it's an occasional drink, probably a, a drink a week, chocolate, mm-hmm. milk, and water. That's it. There you go, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. That's the way to go. It's, it's crazy. Once you learn, like once you get the feel for your body too, and it was just something for me, man, it was just, mm-hmm. I felt, so out of place at the gym, I wouldn't get the right pumps. I just wasn't, you know, really pushing myself. If I ate like shit the the day before was drinking. Yeah. I was going to ask what your learning process was like. Yeah. It was just kind of, I mean, I, they call it bro science, I guess, but it's just, yeah. Like, Oh, did you look them up? What? Oh bro? no, no. There, there's a channel on YouTube called bro science. It, it's, oh, it's no pretty way. funny. Yeah. It, oh, it's wow. just, it's this Jersey dude just like purposely being a douchebag in the gym, but like, oh, it's, it's actually pretty funny, but anyway, oh, nice. yeah, yeah. check it out as soon as we, we get done. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, I mean, yeah, I guess bro science is like essentially just, there's no actual science, just feeling out your body, yeah. you know, and seeing how you feel when you do one thing. And you know, if you eat, some quinoa before a workout and you're like, yeah, like I love, you know, good carbs versus if, yeah, if you go and you eat a McDouble or something mm-hmm. and you're just sweaty and gross and lethargic. Oh God. I, I remember when I was, uh, I, I coached a couple seasons of rec basketball when we were in high school and there was this one game, there was a third to fifth grade boys. And this one kid was telling me like early on in the game that he had a stomach ache. I'm like, all right, well, what did, what did you eat before you came? He's like, well, we went to McDonald's and I had a cheeseburger. I'm like, oh, oh why would you do that, man? <laughs> <laughs> Shoot your pants. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the diet thing, it's it's so huge. And it's um it's it's something that I it, it, for me at least, you know, to each their own. It was just easy to kind of learn to enjoy it. Cause I also, I, I, I just learned to love cooking through it. Like exp- yeah. experimenting in the kitchen is so much fun to me. And like, especially when uh, when COVID hit and I can't even spend as much time in the gym because they're closed. I yeah. actually, I, I pulled this out so I could show you. Um, this became a project of mine. So I made like, I had through the years, I had men's health magazine. That was like men's health and road and track were like the two magazines that I read. Yeah. There you go, and man. so I would always tear out recipe pages from the, and I just like came across them. I had a whole stack of them and I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, well I'm bored. So I'm going to just compile these. Like, let me just put them all in a document. They'll all be in the same place. Then it turned into a shopping list. Then it turned into like sample stuff. And then it was just became this whole cookbook. And I'm like, you know what? Now I have a way to like, I know the nutrition facts. I have ideas that I can experiment with and build off of. And plus I'm living with somebody else who likes to work out. She likes to eat healthy. Well, if we don't know what we're doing for dinner, check the book. We'll make something. Yeah. There you go, man. Yeah. That's awesome. See, I recently got an Instapot as well. And oh, I hear those are great. Dude, I was super into it for so long. But the thing I really use it for now is like, I mean, just one thing 
It's so simple. I can't cook rice, dude. I don't know what I it is. I was wondering if you were going to say rice. Dude, it's like also, you know, I'll cook it for 45 minutes and it's like I'm eating sand, you know, just like I just don't know what I'm doing wrong. So I've got an Instapot, dude, and I throw it in there. It's perfect every time. Pasta, making hard-boiled egg. I've been on a pickled egg kick. Hmm. Um, parts are rancid, but hey, man. <laughs> but you're healthy as a horse. Healthy as an ox, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, I mean, it literally cook anything. I was doing these big vats of mac and cheese in there and everything. I mean, it doesn't burn. It's, oh, it's great. I'd recommend one to anybody. They're, they're awesome. It's a great thing to have in the kitchen. Was there a point in your process where you, whether it was during the weight loss or during the, you know, build yourself back up, was there ever a point where you wanted to stop? Or like, it just like, you're like, God, this sucks. It's not for me. No, dude. I just kept That's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I've had a lot of like my roommate who was into it. He kind of like falls off and on grant. I mean, he works in a kitchen, so he's just, you know, I mean, he's working these crazy hours and, and it's very demanding. So it's actually funny because he pushed me into that direction of working out. And now I'm kind of on his ass about it, you know, like trying to get him back in the gym mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But no, and a lot of people say that it's like they get to a point, they get to a plateau and they're like, oh, I'm not making progress and they give up. But it's that's when you really need to push yourself, you know, is, yeah. is, is when you're in that lull and when you're not, you know, trucking forward as fast as you'd like to be. But mm-hmm. like you were said, it's, it's the patience, man. Yeah, and absolutely. I, um, I, I started working out with uh, this group on the weekends. I mean, the weekends are the only time I'm free to go, but it started out as just a couple of guys during COVID who couldn't go to the gym, but wanted to keep going. So they just started mm-hmm. going to this local turf field and just training and then they started inviting people. And so we would oh, just yeah. meet up and work out. And at the beginning it was grueling. They would do the hardest stuff first, which is always the cardio and agility stuff. Um, But they were doing stuff that I typically didn't do on my own. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, this is new. This is fun. I got people here who are pushing me. And typically I like to lift alone, but in this environment, like it's fast paced and you're, you're working off of each other. And then the longer I was there, I was just getting better because we would do um, part of the cardio is the, what are they called? Like, like a steps where you're kind of like pausing and doing the sprint motion and for doing those for weeks on end, when we would actually do sprints, I'm like, holy shit, my, I'm actually running the right way and I'm, yeah. and I'm moving faster. This is awesome. Yeah. It gets your hips in the right position. Yeah. And all it's just, stuff. it's it like the dieting. It's just like you were saying, it's just trial and error because for me, yeah. like I discovered if I do a certain kind of chest motion for too long, I don't know what it is. This shoulder, I always feel pinching. So I'm like, well, how can I, okay. So I need to focus on getting looser first. So then I'm like, all right, well, if I'm doing my chest, I'm going to use the elliptical because that lets me kind of move this and loosen the shoulder up. And then I tried, um, like dumbbell press, but you're on the floor. So it doesn't, it doesn't allow my shoulder to fall back as much. I'm like, okay, these actually work better for me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like doing flies on the floor because you're not like getting that anterior, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just kind of stops you. It's like a safety net going. But dude, I'm the same way. Like still to this day, it's like, I just did chest today. I've been on like a push pull leg uh, split. Mm-hmm. So I'll do like, you know, push, tries, shoulders, yep. chest and, and then on. But yeah, I um, still have problems with that mind muscle connection with my chest and with my lats, especially. But I had one friend, he told me to like roll your shoulders back and almost like you're pinching your shoulder blades together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you go for the chest, because then your shoulders don't come forward and take over the movement. Yep, absolutely. 
Yeah, it's, it's um, it's, you just got to figure out what works for your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Trial and error. Trial That's and error, hundred percent. Yeah, a lot of the time, like my front delts were getting so big because I was oh doing I something was, else wrong. Yeah, I was yeah. just. I mean, every time I do a chest move, I'm using my shoulders because I would just like you know instead of being like this, I'd be like this. Right. Motion and. <clears throat> Yeah, yes. no, it, it's like, um, like for me, I'm finally seeing certain results that I want to see because I'm realized, okay, like I've been training my, like, so I did chest today as well. And so I realized a little while ago, okay, I've been training my chest, but I've not been focusing on individual areas for enough time to really hit. Cause it's not just one muscle or, no. um, you know, just, just trying a movement differently. One, one thing that's huge for me is not how many reps I get in, but the mentality of it, because if something doesn't feel right while I'm doing it, I'll actually try and visualize and mentally connect and yeah. visualize the muscle moving the proper way to make my body follow that. I'm like, okay, that's oh, what yeah. I'm supposed to be feeling. Yeah. Quality over quantity. Yeah, absolutely. And that was like, you know, if I'm on the bench or I'm doing, you know, really anything and I'm just like, yeah, a couple more, but it's like, Dude, if you're not like, if you're just like pumping these out and you're not doing them right. Right. If you're doing them properly, you're actually getting more out of it. Yeah, exactly. So I started doing like, you know, I took my weights down. I kind of reset myself Mm -hmm. where, you know, where I was doing like 225 for 10 reps. And I was like, okay, well, let me take it down to 185 and do six reps, but six really good, perfect reps. Actually, I got 250 for eight today on the flat bench. So that felt good. Nice. New record there. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Thank you very much. Big day. And big day. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to get <laughs> 315 for one by the beginning of the summer. My max right now sits around like 285. So it's not too far out. But the last time, I, and see, I've been, especially when it came to my chest, I, I haven't benched in a while just because I've been trying to do other exercises to really hit different muscle groups the way. So I've been trying to just train myself that way. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I definitely see that we're in total agreement that it's just, once you commit to something, especially something like fitness, it's so easy to just stick with it because there's so many different ways you can explore it. Oh yeah. Like, like, okay. So when you got in really good shape, you, you dropped all the weight, which was a, which was crazy. And you build yourself back up during that process and where you're at now leave your ego at the door. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You got to really humanize yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, But so as you were really building yourself back up, especially where you're at now, did you find there's a certain type of fitness or training that you like better? I just like lifting heavy. Okay. You know, I like when I was doing first started doing the cardio thing, I was like, this is great. You know, I was heavy for so long. I never, Mm -hmm. I never moved like that. So it was like exciting and stuff like that, but it's just, no, I really like the thrill of lifting. I love, you know, just trying to better myself every time I get in there and try to, you know, even if I'm throwing 2.5s on, that's, you know, five pounds more than I lifted before. And, and it's just, yeah, every day is like, uh, I'm going against myself, you know, and, and I do lift alone a lot of the time. Uh, my cousin Eli started going with me and stuff. And so it's nice to have somebody there to spot you. I can go heavier and, and just compete with each other, you know? Yeah. But yeah. I think, yeah. Heavy lifting is, is definitely my go-to. Yeah. I, I definitely, I like to mix it up because I like to push. I, I, I do enjoy pushing my body. I think one thing I've come to find is I really enjoy, um, 
I enjoy high rep because I really, I, I know that I'm doing the motion right. So I really want to feel it. I really want to push myself to my max. Um, but I've also come to really enjoy uh, motions that either in, that, that engage multiple parts of my body or require mm-hmm. a certain level of pace and balance. So like today, what I was doing on a decline um, was I had two 20 uh, pound kettlebells uh, kind of up here. So to target mm-hmm. the, the bottom of my chest. And so one of them, yeah. I'll start down here or, or at the top, whatever. Uh, so one of them will come up and the other one will go backwards. And, okay. so, and, so, or, and so at some point they, they meet in the middle and then I'll just alternate them. And it just, it makes me focus on, okay, each side has to be stable. I have to make sure I'm doing the motion right. And I just end up with a good strain from that. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I just, or uh, one of my new favorites is when you get the, uh, the rope for a tricep pull down, you kind of bend your knees a little bit and you twist and pull to either side and that'll engage your core. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's, it's, and it's the same in the kitchen. That's just, it's all the experimentation aspect of it that I love. Cause it lets you, even if your body might plateau at like, okay, I don't really know how much more weight I can take, but I can at least do a different movement. Yeah. Yep. And just kind of, a, you see, that was one of Arnold's, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's biggest thing was like, just kind of completely confusing and attacking the muscles. So it's like, you know, when you're, he likes to say like when you're doing the dumbbell press and all this stuff and your muscles quivering and shaking and it thinks like, Oh, this is all I'm going to get. Like, then you drop it, you go right into the flies and it's kind mm-hmm. of that superset mentality where you just kind of hit it from something else. And it's just like, Oh wow. Look at all this, you know, right. it's, it's not totally destroyed. You just kind of pummel it from a different angle. It, it's, it's definitely a mindset thing. hundred um, percent. And actually speaking of that, I'm curious do you think that your ability to really create habits and stick with it, um, you know, the, the diet, the fitness, did, do you think any of that came from your time in psychology? Cause I mean, mindset is such a big part of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, now that I never really, I guess I never thought of it during the time, but mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, now that you mention it is just kind of being able to dissect a little bit. And I don't know if I'd really put any psychology into it. It was Mm. just kind of like willpower, which I've never really, I've always just kind of like gone with the flow and stuff, but like actually finding something and like convincing myself, like, dude, you got to stick with it kind of thing was, was what really made me, you know, go and do it and just the whole results thing. But I don't know if I'd really take, take a lot of psychology into the aspect of it. Uh, But you you would say you probably, I mean, it seems like you really threw yourself into all of it. Like if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do all of it. Cause you can, you can start, you can start with bettering your diet. Then you get into workout, you know, you can work out. Now you're just really big. Now you got to really focus on your eating, but it sounds like you (laughs) kind of just like threw yourself into all of it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you know, and I had friends there to help me and sure. Kind of guide me through it and meeting people at the gym and having YouTube, I, I don't know if you know who Jeff Cavalier is. <clears throat> oh yeah, Athlean X, love it. Oh my, love that dude. Yeah. Like he was, he's really he helped me learn so much stuff, and it was just kind of you know doing the research and finding something that I actually enjoyed. To you know, I never, never in a million years would I ever thought this was going to be like a passion of mine. Yeah. You know? once I found it and it was like, it wasn't like I was doing homework, you know, it was like, yeah, absolutely. Like this is for you. Exactly. Yeah. So that was exciting. And I'm hoping that's what the law is going to be like too. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. 
you know when you're going to get started on that? Uh, so I have my going to do that phone call today and I'm going to jump on it as soon as possible. And there's a community school here, CSI. So I might go there for a little bit just because, you know, I'm in kind of bumblefuck Idaho right now. But <laughs> once, uh, once I move to Utah in the near future, I'll see about transferring to University of Utah right there in Salt Lake and, and dude, do it right. You know, right on, man, that's awesome. And so mm-hmm. I saw, uh, cause, cause I, I, like I said, I insta stalked you. So I saw the, <laughs> uh, the post about you, the year old job when you were bartending that would be like, Oh, come, you know, meet our bartender. This is Wyatt. I yeah, saw yeah. that you, uh, you were doing online like workout programs for people at one point. Yes. Are you still doing that? So, no. So that was kind of like a quarantine kind of thing. So okay. I was doing uh, a program through NASM national Academy of sports, sports medicine. If you know what that is, and it's, Kind of like a personal trainer certification. Oh, no, type I think I think I've heard the heard the acronym. Yeah, there's a couple others. ACE is another really big one, mm. but NASM's like the most highly reputable one. It's the most expensive, obviously. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I was going through that to get my certification, and and it was kind of cool. You know, it was good practice for me, like where people would just be like, "Hey, this is what I want to do." And like, it finally felt good where I was on a subject where I knew enough of, and I was confident enough to be like, no, that's not what you want to do. Yeah. You know, Like I actually, it, it, it felt good having knowledge about the subject sure. and really be able to get into the science of it, talk to them, not just be like, oh, you want to do this because of, you know, it was just give them the information that they need and the whys, you know, as to, to uh, behind it. So I think I sold about, nine or 10, uh, online workouts, which was awesome. You know, some of them at 40 bucks a piece. It was just a good little come yeah. up during quarantine. And so did they get you a uh, personal trainer certified? Do doing that? Yeah. No, that has nothing to do. Oh, okay. With it. So that's, it's really just like they, they get you educated of how to kind of like create stuff exactly. for people. And I was okay. helping people and stuff. And, and yeah, it was just nice practice. But after a while, I don't, I don't know if this is selfish or not, but like, I just, I don't think personal training is for me. Like I was like in the beginning and I still feel the way where it's like, yeah, I want to go out and like, I want to help change people the way I did and stuff. Mm-hmm. But after a meeting with like six or seven clients, dude, like not a lot of them wanted it as bad. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So I was just like, I don't know if wasting my time was the right idea, but it just like, it was kind of bringing me down a little bit because they weren't get as that. about it as I was. I get that. that. That's even, and I've, I've felt that even just playing like pickup basketball with some people where they'll just kind of joke around and I'm like, can we like actually play? Like yeah. can we really do something here. Square up, bitch. Let's yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I get that. Cause I, I think I still think all the time, like, Oh man, I want to get personal trainer certified. I'd love to have that certification. Um, because I, you know, like I watch people on Instagram for workouts and, and new, um, new workout tips, new training exercises, new dietary tips, and it's great. Um, but then I think about, but I want to build like custom workouts for people. Like, yeah. can I it's, not just get paid to work out? Because that's kind of like the, that, that's that's just <laughs> right. the dream right there. Well, see, dude, one of the best benefits is if you are a personal trainer, you get twenty percent off at Lululemon. I don't know if you've ever shopped there before, but. I've been inside. I never left with anything because I know what their price tags look like. Yeah, it is the most comfortable things. That's what I've heard. I've heard they actually are the best. Oh, my, it's insane. So yeah. I got a sweatshirt. I've like all of my underwear are now Lululemon. <laughs> you know, your butt cheeks are being held in a cloud. It's great. Which is what you want. 
That's what exactly. That's what the you, dream. Yeah, I mean, once you put on a cloud, you don't want to take it off. So no, you don't want to take off all the other underwear in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> we parted our ways, and oh yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And I mean, I I, I can't go without mentioning. It's got to feel pretty good to have gone on this journey. You had somebody who kind of gave you that wake up call that worked and you stuck with it. And now here you are with not just a picture, a pretty badass picture of you up on the wall at your gym. Yes. I saw um, that. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Pulling four Oh five. How did that happen? Uh, so the, so I've known the owner of that gym for years. His name's Oliver. I met him. I mean, like I said, it's a small town. So when you bartend, you know, everybody, mm-hmm. especially when it's like the only you know, bar in town. Um, so he is a martial arts teacher. He has a dojo upstairs at the gym and That's he awesome. up this place. And yeah. So he knew me when I was, you know, this 300 pound kid wearing suspenders and a bow tie at this bar and, and, uh, was just, you know, blown away and, you know, seeing me every day at the gym too, is just like, he was really there to witness the transformation mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And so the gym's only been open for, I'd say about three years. So they had some pictures on the wall of, you know, people lifting and their classes that they do, but it was when it first started. So a lot of these people came in, did their thing and and they just don't come anymore. They came to experience the new gym. So he's like, we need to update the pictures and all this stuff. So he hit me up and asked me if it was cool if I had a photographer come in and take a couple shots of me. And that's awesome. Yeah. It's a great shot. Yeah. Oh, I know. I pictured (laughs) So I know it's funny. We have, there's this big picture, like one of those super famous ones of Arnold up on stage, just kind of doing his thing. And I was like, you know, Oliver, I think that's a great spot right up there. (laughs) People might get us confused. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it was, it was really cool seeing myself up there and having people send me pictures of it and stuff. And it feels great. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I'd imagine it would. It's, it's awesome. And yeah, he, the photographer sent me, sent me all the shots, you know, cause he took a whole bunch and stuff. Yeah. So it's really cool. Just having them all and, you know, showing them to my parents and they were super stoked and super proud. And so yeah, it was nice. How are they doing? Are they still at the uh, same house back in Pennington? Yep. They're Hell still yeah, there. man. Um, kind of looking for an out it's i mean mm. it's a big property man yeah, it they're, is it they're is getting older it's a lot to keep up with a lot to maintain so they're they're kind of thinking about where they want to go um my brother gunner is in los angeles right now living with my cousin i saw that i was going to mention him because i saw him on instagram he looks like he's gotten pretty big too Dude, yeah it's insane the, the transformation he's had alone too <laughs> is, is incredible so we're all super proud of him man he's yeah. just absolutely killing it he uh works at a restaurant North Italia and then he works with um mentally disabled kids as well. So oh, right like, on. Yeah. So it's awesome. He's got a uh English girlfriend who we all love. Go figure. Yeah, she's a total sweetheart. And so yeah, they're just doing their thing. They are refurbished and redid a like a small little dinghy boat, you know, like the inflatable. Oh, yeah, spins. nice kind of thing so they that was their project and it's out on the water now and they go out fishing and stuff so yeah he's doing great so my parents are kind of like up in the air as to where they want to go they want to be out because our whole family's out here now you know all of our cousins my dad's sister all that so they're looking at tahoe area um maybe somewhere park city utah right here in haley but so it's all just kind of up in the air something maybe will happen in, in the next year or so but 
they're taking their time, but I think they've, they've concluded that they want to get out of there. Yeah. I feel that. That's awesome. I know. I know. Friends? Yeah. They're still the same place. <laughs> right um, behind Fanning's house. Yep. They're still right behind Fanning. <laughs> yep. Uh, them, the Fanning's and the Diddens all right there. Um, oh yeah, dude, it's expensive, man. Especially like once yeah. your kid through school, because I know that's probably the main reason why a lot of parents. It's the school systems; they're mm-hmm. great, but I mean, dude, between the property tax and it's so expensive to stay in New Jersey. Yeah, absolutely. And I've it's one very valid reason why I'm not going back. Um, yes. But like to see how. Like, so out here in Kansas City, I know people who do jobs that wouldn't make as much as someone in New Jersey and their mm-hmm. house is just, it's, it's just different because they don't have to pay all that property yeah. tax. It's crazy. Oh, yep. Yeah. But, um, so, so it's, you were in, you were in college and then, so you were home for a little bit, then you got the bartending job, right? Yes. What, what brought you out there? Cause that was pretty interesting. You said this was a bar that Bruce Willis used to own. Okay. So, well, so the first bar I worked at was a bar that my, so when I say my cousin, there's five of them, all okay. you know, <laughs> yeah, brothers and sisters. So the one I moved in with was different than the one who bought this bar. So I worked there for a few years and then, so it's a spot called the mint. And I mean, it is a massive restaurant. Like it's huge. Okay. I don't even, couldn't even tell you how many square feet, but the bottom floor this huge open floor plan, big kitchen, huge wraparound bar. And then the top floor is a concert venue with a, with a stage of VIP section and another bar. So Bruce Willis actually owned that entire block, which is like, there was like a breakfast joint, a couple office spaces in the mint. And he was a very active owner. Like he would go there. He, he was in a blues band. He played the harmonica. So they would play there all the time. And it was just kind of like a dive bar type thing and everybody loved it and so he sold it and the conrads who are a big contracting group out here ended up buying it and and paul's wife jenny ran it for a while and i was in the kitchen working with my roommate who got me into working out so at the same time the general manager and the bar manager both got fired and jenny was just kind of like up on her head she didn't know what to do and having a lot of bartending experience. <clears throat> um, we threw a private party one time and I did the complete cocktail list pricing. So I have a lot of, you know, knowledge about that. Yeah, yeah. I went to Jenny with an offer and I was like, look, instead of hiring a GM and a bar manager, let me do both. And I gave her my price and I was like, I want this salary. And she accepted. So yeah. So I went like from a line cook to GM slash bar manager in a week. That's awesome, was, man. Holy shit. It was crazy. So I was there for about a year doing my thing. And I'll tell you, man, being on salary in the restaurant industry is not something that you want to do. It's, really? I mean, Oh, I was, I mean, I was, you know, and they're working 60 hour weeks some week and you're on salary. So you're just kind of, Oh yeah. Just there. Um, so I was there for about a year and then my cousin who owned the restaurant that I originally worked at opened up a new spot up North in like the resort town called the Boho Lounge. <clears throat> and it was a super cool joint. It's very eclectic. I mean, hammocks inside, like the place was like a jungle with all these things. There was a uh, balcony with another bar and all these like swinging chairs. And it was just like super chill. So I went up there and helped her out until Corona hit. and. Um, it just wasn't sustainable, you know, mm. not enough business. We weren't really yeah. a restaurant. It was more of like a cocktail 
finger food kind of thing. So we couldn't do takeout. It was, it was a good run. It was, it was yeah, what it was. yeah, definitely. That's uh, awesome. What, what another transformation you can add to the list. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. I don't know about you, but in my personal history and experience, bartending is still the best job I've ever had. It's so much fun. It's the most you know, fun. Just getting paid to shoot the shit with people. Yeah. You know, like you get your free shot every now and then. And that's great money for, you know, for the good nights. But yeah, that's yeah. true too. It's you get, you gotta, you gotta ride on those good nights. Yeah. And especially like I was saying before here in the, in the Valley, you know, like you're, you're making bank from November till April and then you don't make anything until, you know, July mm-hmm. and, then, you know, rides July, August, September, and then you're dead again until November. So being out here is definitely a little different, but I mean, dude, when I was bartending, uh, in Boston, I worked at the Uno's at Kenmore square. So Fenway park was, I could spit on it from where I was. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Dude, oh my God. The amount of traffic we got, like <laughs> that was an awesome gig. I'd move back to Boston in a heartbeat, but it's, you know, unless you're living in a dorm, man, it is expensive. Mm. So who knows? Maybe in the future, if my law degree takes off. <laughs> yeah. Day, right. That was what I always thought was like, I never wanted to move back East coast, but uh, I think like Philly would be the one city that I could do. Oh, dude, Philly's incredible. I just always loved Philly and its history and its energy. It was always yeah, solid. Yeah, 100%, man. Yeah. That's, yeah, I have a lot of friends that still stick around. I don't know if you remember Steve Amato, but... Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's one of my best friends. We play Xbox together all the time. He's a civil engineer, and he's always back and forth from oh, Philly. I, I think I, 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 I remember that he went to school for civil engineering. That sounds right. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. I uh, graduated from Drexel a few years ago, and... He, he likes it, man. It's, he's having fun. It's a great field to be in. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Sure. Well, man, I know you got a lot more uh, going on today, so I'm going to let you go. Best of luck with that law stuff. And this was great, man. I, it was really awesome to be able to connect and do this with you. Um, I want to stay in touch. I want to stay up to date with this fitness stuff. Yeah, dude. Anytime you want to have me back, I'm more than happy to come. This is a lot of fun. And I got to let you know, um, I have it for your intro because i always record intros and outros later um but it's it's as true now as it is written down you've always been just one of the nicest guys i've known and that's that's still true so i I appreciate you it's great to see you and i wish you all the best thank you so much sam i said the same about you man it was good to see you all right later buddy take care brother what I tell you. He's great, isn't he? My biggest thanks to Wyatt for joining me on the show. I had a great time with this one. We were trying to put it together for a while, so I hope you all enjoyed it as well. If this episode taught me anything, it's to find what you love, throw yourself into it, and there's nothing you cannot achieve without the right amount of positivity and discipline. So get out there and get at it. To stay up to date on the show and all things juice, follow us on Instagram at thejuice underscore podcast and on Twitter at thejuicepod. Promotional photography for The Juice is provided by Caroline Burkhard. For more of her work, check out c.b.content on Instagram. And for bookings, check out her website, carolineburkhard.com. That's it for this week. Until next time, this has been The Juice.